Young hearts run free. Young hearts run free. Young hearts run free. Young hearts run free. Welcome back to the Young Hearts Run Free podcast. We are into episode nine of season four of our little chats about running. <laughs> when I say our, it's myself and my co-host John Cassidy, who's waiting in the wings. John, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Stephen. Season four, episode nine, so that's 69. It's 69. Brilliant, that's a very significant number. It's also, well, actually, when we recorded this week's episode, it had been 69 days since my 100-day diet started. Okay. So, so I'll be a wee bit further on now. But, um, yeah, I had been 69 days. That means today is day 71, which means I've only got 29 more days to go without chocolate. That's 29 more days to go without chocolate. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Really? And also 69, did you know once get issued with that as your race bib number at a race we did? I did. I've had 66. Uh-huh. I've had 67. Of course. 67. And I've had 69, yes. I am yeah. a 69er. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always a prestige number, I think, to be issued at oh. a race. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, what we got in store this week? Well, today, I think... What's happened? Actually, the agenda's changed a wee bit because just yesterday and this morning, all your Spotify wrap-up stuffs have been coming out, right? There's been loads of that about who's listened to what and genres and songs and top fives. I have been totally humbled and overwhelmed by the amount of people that's been in contact sending us screenshots on or on social media that Young Hearts Run Free podcast is their most listened to podcast of 2021. What about that? That's amazing. And I think it also came up in my Spotify playlist that it was my most listened to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm being wholly honest, <laughs> um, I'll share that on my story on Instagram. But no, I'm like you, John, seeing that people are consuming you and I chatting to each other and chatting with some um, other guests that we've had on is, like you say, humbling. So yeah, it's awesome. And I think peop- some people have also sent messages just saying how much they enjoy it. So to every person that's done that and every person that shared their Spotify wrap-up, thank you so very much. Um, we really, really do appreciate it. I do get a wee bit emotional with things like that. And I, I've certainly felt that yesterday in the day. It's absolutely, But it's a good emotional feeling. It's a warm fuzzy. And I'm all over the warm fuzzies. I absolutely love that. Um, but for other people... That maybe Hovney shared stuff, bar in. Let's get what you think about it. If Apple, because I was actually looking at our analytics of the podcast, John. Oh, that's one of you. That's, that's your crunching on. the data and just looking at where in the world people tune in from. And mostly it's Scotland, yep. but there's some outliers. And also the podcast player that they use to listen to us. And the majority of people use one or two, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So my question is, is there an, I'm not an Apple user. I don't look like an Apple user, do I? Uh, no, you don't. 
cool. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what an Apple user looks like. I was going to well, think of a hipster. You do look hipster. A hipster. <laughs> not all this hipster in tune. But <laughs> I, I, the Apple podcast have similar, something similar that kind of reviews your years listening habits. Oh, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm the same. I'm, I don't think I look like you. But maybe there are similarities. Maybe I'm an older version of you. But um, yeah, I'm the same. I'm not on Apple at all. So I'd be in, yeah. So are we doing a shout out for an Apple user to give us some, some info? Insight. Yes. Yeah. You know who you are, Apple users. Just didn't like Spotify hogging the limelight. Exactly. Yes. We are multi-platform. We are open to all. All right. Yeah. So yeah, no, thanks everybody for, for sharing and giving us a shout out on their, their socials about that. It's much appreciated. Something else that's all over the place. LaBuff Buff. LaBuff literally, Buff. literally covering folks' lugs out there. The sales have went through the roof. They're like hot cross buns in the winter time. Um again, a thank you, everybody. That's um, that's purchased a LaBuff Buff and also shared the when they've received it. We've had some reveals as well, some opening of packages. Um, so that's good too. I do like a, a buff reveal or a buff getting worn because seeing our wee, our wee logo, you know, getting aired Aye. about different parts of Scotland and beyond is, um, is, is quite a good feeling for us. And yeah, you're also just supporting us and supporting the podcast. So um, mm-hmm. those who have swooped in to make a purchase, um, thank you very much. And of course, if you haven't got into it yet, then we've still got some LaBuff Buffs in stock. John, you, you um, it's the warehouse at yours. Yeah, I can, no longer, I can no longer lie in a bed of LaBuff Buffs. Okay. I can, I, can, I can rest my head on a cushion. Of the buff okay. buffs. That's that's a sort of quantity we've got left. Yeah. There you go. I think we've sold more than we've got left. We have. We definitely. Brilliant. Have. That was yeah. um, our success factor. Yeah, and I think too, there some of the the posts that we've seen on socials have been absolutely brilliant. But you know what? I have to. I mean, I'm not going to mention loads of names. But I'm going to mention one, and that's Naomi Cummins, who did the old. Um, or the wee sort of collage of the multifunctional headwear styles. Uses. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. So very creative. And is it time to do a, can we reveal that there's going to be a prize? I think we can for, for, for entrants are people who have bought a LaBuff Buff. Yes. Not just bought a LaBuff Buff, well, Actually, we could have two prizes. Here we go. We haven't scripted this, but <laughs> here we go. We could have two prizes. There'll be a raffle. Everybody's name that's bought all the buff buff will go in, into the raffle. And it's Stevens, what we call Stevie Boy's Wheel of Fortune. And, Wheel of Fortune. And one lucky winner will receive a Young Hearts Run free mug. Free oh. gratis. Will be winging its way to you. Very, and, very limited edition. Yeah, and the other Young Hearts Run Free mug that we have left will go to the person with the most creative posting of their LaBuff Buff ah. in situ. So, don't worry if you've done it already, you'll be included. Definitely. So or you want to do it again, something more creative that's going to win the prize. Yeah, 
So I've just had a wee thought about somebody that's going to maybe do something. There you go. There Keep that to yourself. <laughs> I will. I will. Okay. So two competitions coming up, but it's it's also no too too late to get a buff buff to get involved in the competitions because we'll not be releasing the competition entry details for another week or so yet. So Instagram messages, Twitter messages, because we've opened our Twitter messages to all. Okay, you didn't hate Aye. And uh, another occasion that you can just bar in. It's bar in. Or email us at, what's our email address again, John? Podcast at gmail.com. Brilliant. And yeah, £10 delivered worldwide. And have we did an international sale yet? So but if you are listening internationally, grab a buff so we can send one to you. Free yeah. delivery. <laughs> <laughs> or included delivery shall and we say. then that then qualifies you to enter our competitions for prizes money can he buy prizes money can buy awesome okay right listen let's move on that's enough of that carry on yeah, what um, I want to speak about is John you've been on your adventures I certainly have I went to Edinburgh the other day you know we spoke recently about who was it we were speaking to about you used the term nudging your boundaries was it Adrian Stott we were speaking there about nudging boundaries. Now, I'm a bit of a, and this is spoken about in this week's episode too that we'll get to shortly. I'm a bit of a shy boy, right? I might not come across like that, but I can, I can be a wee bit shy. But I was going through Edinburgh anyway, had a day off work. So on Tuesday this week, I went through to the meadows in Edinburgh. It's a wonderful bit of green space. I love it in the meadows. And last running run by... Well, Katrina, can I, forgive me, Katrina, can't remember your, the, your last name. But last running, they were doing a lunchtime 5K. So I signed up for that, went along. There was 10 folk, guaranteed top 10 entry, Stephen, right? So I came 10th, but you know what? It was all these speed snakes were in there, man. And um, But I ended up getting a personal best for my 5K time. So I was delighted with that. And it was windy. I think I would have done all right. Um, but I did end up getting injured. Yeah. Started running, felt my groin wee bit. And I thought, oh, that's not quite right. Should I have stopped? I wasn't very sure. But anyway, I made the decision to carry on. And I really did. I enjoyed it. But what it's meant is that I'm in a wee bit of recovery just now. So I'm not going to run for the next few days, which has meant... What's this for a segue? Which has meant that I can't partake in the marathon. He's out before he even started. Right. The boss bust. But it sounds like you have made a wise decision, John. And that is um, Captain Sensible has been yeah. sitting on your shoulder and telling you, Danny Bother, right. big 2022 coming up. Exactly that. I'm fair chuffed with myself actually making that decision because years in the past I would have went go, go I'll just take my time, but I'm actually quite happy. And for me, day, day one's the biggie because if I miss day one, then that's it, pressure's off, you know. So um, I did take here word of myself yesterday not to go out, but I'm feeling quite good about it, and I actually feel more recovered than I did yesterday as well. So I think recovery is going to be a bit quicker than. I'd anticipated, but I'm still going to give myself maybe that five days or maybe even a week or just walking a wee bit, you know? Brilliant. Okay. 
And as far as marathons concerned, there will be a fair few of our listeners partaking in that annual challenge. And um, yep. if you are doing it, then you know, enjoy it and dig in. And there'll be times where you look outside the windy and it's blowing a hooey or there's rain or sleet coming sideways and the thought of going out and doing your three miles or 25 minutes will be a bit of a thought but just hang on to that feeling that you get after your run hang on to that feeling because that's when you get all the good endorphins and stuff exactly i'm, I'm already jealous soon you're just doing that wee description there i'm already jealous that um, i can't do it so um if it keeps you going you can rub my nose in it listeners and post your photos every day um i love to see that and you know it will get tough it does get tough if it's the first time you're doing it it will get tough maybe halfway through and there will be a day where you've got to think how am i going to manage this because of your life how am i going to juggle this and get a half hour somewhere to run you will make it happen so keep it going um and the rewards at the end are absolutely brilliant on hug Mane, when you go and do that final run absolutely brilliant so i wish you all the very best and keep battering them in the messages to our social media as well so because we we love we get a lot for seeing people doing this type of thing so please yeah please do it and encourage others to do it too yeah and well done john on the 5k pb thank you very much thank you shall you know my wee injury was a question that we asked not my injury but we asked our guest this week about running health and injuries shall we introduce the episode for this week I think that would be appropriate, John. Yeah, yeah. so, so I'm, going yeah, to leave that, up, I'm going to leave up to you to do this. Ah, yeah, so what we like to do on the podcast is try and speak to a broad spectrum of people from right across the running world. And this week's guest is um, somebody that John and I, I suppose, bumped into this year at Coniston at the start, start of Lakeland. Yeah. That's when we, we first met um, our guest. And um, the lad's name's Ross Beveridge, Ross based down in East Lothian. Uh, North Berwick or something like that. Doing that next to which, yeah. Yeah. Has been running for around about nine years and his progress up to ultramarathon came quite quick for him from a standing start, I'd say. And then he got quite prolific at entering ultramarathons and completing them. And his story is... I think it's really interesting just to see how somebody who probably did not and has still doubts whether he classes himself as an athlete or a runner has has taken things to a, a level that is quite extraordinary and yet I'm not even quite sure having talked to Ross and went through it if, if he quite gets how extraordinary he is because he's really quite understated about it. Yeah, very. as most of the people of Fadon are, very, very humble. Um, bats a lot of stuff away from himself, mm-hmm. you know, but what he's achieved in a short period of time is actually very, very remarkable and inspirational too. Um, and there's some, well, we keep using the term golden nuggets. Ross comes up with a few belters as well. So it's a great lesson. I really, really enjoyed it. Um and hope our, hope our listeners will too. Yeah, so enjoy the next um, hour and a half as we catch up with Ross Beveridge. Have fun. Welcome to the Young Hearts Run Free podcast, Ross Beveridge. How are you doing? I'm not bad. How are you? I am very well. Let me bring in Stephen Watt. How are you, Stephen? 
I'm also good. Thanks for asking, Ross. So m- m- most guests didn't ask us how we are, John. Sometimes guests are a wee bit nervous. I think Ross is right. He's sorted. He can ah, he has. He's, he's, been in the green, he's been in the green room enjoying the refreshments. He's feeling lucid. Pop candy and sunny D. That's what we've got in the green room tonight. <laughs> oh, I'm talking rubbish. Oh, that's anyway. anyway. Sunny, sunny D. I'm trying to avoid the alcohol talk, but I would never ever drink sunny D. Anyway, that's a, that's a different podcast, right? That makes you turn yellow. I'm a wee wee's. Right, go on. Come on, come on, Ross. So, hi, Ross. Ross, you're a guy. You're a guy that's came on our radar certainly throughout the the course of this podcast, and some of the followers and people that were picked up, actually friends that were picked up on Strava and Instagram and Twitter and things like that. So, we've become aware of, and we'll get to this, the volume of stuff that you do very very impressive um but what we'd like to sort of and we always sort of start with this what's your what's the crack with you what's your running history when did it all begin for you <laughs> right well um I've, ne- I've not always been a runner um i know there's this folk who have kind of run in school and done cross country and all that kind of stuff but um that wasn't any me in any way shape or form i was the guy that was Sign up for cross country so I could go and hide behind a tree and have a fag at high school and uh, or just just skive off or whatever. Um, so there was none, none of that for me. Uh, I was never never really sporty at all. I did a bit of swimming in high school um, and that was about it. I was always last picked on the football team because I'm a wee guy. I couldn't do anything, so I just got stuck in goals. So I was like the shortest goalkeeper. So I, would, I just got murdered every game with that as well. Rugby wasn't for me again because I'm just a wee guy. Uh, I just get annihilated there. Um, but I never did running, never did anything like that. I only ever got into running in about 2012, and my wife likes to tell the story like we got married in 2012, and she likes to tell, tell the story that uh, the, the day after I married her, I started running and I've never stopped. So, and that's, that's pretty close to the, the truth because the first time I ever ran when I wasn't getting chased was on honeymoon, and we were in our big fancy hotel in South Africa. And we just went down to the gym because it was pissing down that day. And uh, I stepped on the treadmill for the first time ever. And I lasted about 30 seconds and I was burst. And that's kind of the first time I started running. And from that point on, I just kind of got the bug from there. Um, when we were like gearing up for the wedding, the missus was on the diet and everything, trying to lose weight, getting the wedding dress. But as I was going the other way, I was just the stress eating the whole way. So I, I put on like two stone in the lead up to the wedding and she took it off. So when it got to the honeymoon, I was I was the big guy. So I had to kind of lose lose a bit of the weight. So that's kind of the motivation behind the, the start of the running. There's a, num- there's a number of folk did that. And you know what? Good, be easy what you say about your wife on a podcast, right? But I think, I think you'll get away with that. You'll be fine with that. <laughs> um, can I ask as well, is your wife a runner too? She's not, no. She she has run because she doesn't like to get left out of anything. Um, so she, <laughs> easy, <laughs> she boy. Easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to get involved in my running chat and, and stuff. So uh, she just kind of involves herself. And everyone, everyone knows my wife. Like all my running pals, they're all friends with her on Facebook and everything as well because she 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 just likes to be involved. She hates running, but 
she kind of occasionally does it. She she went and ran a she signed up for London Marathon the year it got kind of canned with COVID. Um, so she was due to do London then, but she and she's still actually signed up for it. So she's due to run it in October next year. Did she, um, did she do the virtual one? Did she do that? She, she did. She did all the training for it, obviously, um, in, in the lead up to pre-COVID. Um, so she was out running and, and doing bits and pieces and doing Joe Wicks and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> just uh, kind of just get in shape a bit. And so she could do a marathon because she'd never run a marathon before. Nothing even close. And she was kind of, you know what it's like when you start doing it, you get into the habit of it. And she was quite enjoying it, despite hating it a wee bit. Um, and then when it got canned, she just lost lost motivation completely. She went out on the on the day of the actual marathon when it should have been. And she did a looped marathon behind our house. Um, we've got like a, a racetrack behind our house for motorbikes. And she ran laps of that for the marathon distance on the day. Brilliant. So she completed her London marathon. Um, so props to her for that. Absolutely. I mean, there. I, I I would not want to do my first ever marathon by myself running around a, a loop track. But um, no, so no chance. Alice, are you there that. in the background? Alice, you coming? <laughs> no, but uh, no, like I say, she's, she's still signed up for uh, October next year, and she's barely run her step since then. So she's got a bit of work to do. Awesome. But she she must have the motive, She must have the discipline to do it though. We all get back to you running in a minute, Ross. But fair yeah. play to your wife, Alice. She's done very well. And also, can I just clarify? You didn't actually have uh, a track in your back garden. Is that outside of your property? No, it's, yes, it's, it's kind of we've got a wee wooded section at the back, and it's on the other side of that. Right. Okay. That's cool. Okay. There's a personal trail in his back garden or something. <laughs> that was a brilliant introduction, though, from going on a treadmill in South Africa. That. So. Was there some questions? Oh, batter in, my man. I'll batter in, my man. (laughs) So, for 2012, you jump on a treadmill to 2021, Mm -hmm. where you've done quite a lot of ultramarathons. We'll get to that later on. What was the progression in between? You say that about you kind of caught the bug. What was the bug that you caught? Obviously running, but what what was the, the draw? Was it all about losing weight, like you said? Kind of. I've I've always kind of had a bit of kind of an addictive personality, so I, I kind of tend to get into something and I just go hardcore at that at that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a, a smoker and um, quite a heavy smoker before that um, when I met Alice for the first time. But I was kind of trying to quit before we got married, mm-hmm. and and I did. Um, so I kind of needed something to replace replace that habit and addiction, and so food was it. So I just I was just eating ridiculous amounts of sweets and cakes and just multiple courses on every meal. Uh, so I was just putting on the beef. Um, so right. that was the motivation for to start running. And did you were are you were you running on your own or were you joining a run club at that point or was it just a sort of? Hobby? It, it was completely solo. Um, when I first started running, I I didn't have any interest in running clubs or running with other people. Um, it was kind of like I didn't want to. I didn't want to go out and run with anyone else because I had that that usual thing where you get get into running and you think, oh, I'm too slow for everybody else. Everybody else is going to leave me for dead. You know, I'm I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just not into that. Um, I didn't want to be embarrassed by what trainers I'm wearing or what how, how fast I'm going or or what I'm yeah. doing wrong. You know, totally. So, I get I get I, that. I I know exactly that. what you mean. 
when you start running, I'm not a runner. It's amazing that, Johnny, there's a ton of people think that. I I think probably most of them do. Certainly people, or say like ourselves, that are here tonight, I think um, Mm -hmm. probably most people, they'll... I think a term I used previously and Jillian McGill picked up on it too was that imposter syndrome. I think we all sort of feel like that. Certainly if you're going to be running with other people or at a running club, something like that. Um, I've told that story many times about the the gear I rocked up in for my first 5K, you know. Um, But something keeps us in there. That bug gets us in there. And I think we also find that the running community are very supportive. And I think we've all sort of made, well, we'll discover um, Ross's story, but we've all made friends um, through the, throughout the running community. I must also mention too, Ross also started running in 2012, so it'll be Ross's decade next year too. So we'll be find out about his plans for 2022. We will. And a new file, new file as well. So. so, right, you're running solo, I'm getting back onto your running story, 2012 to 2021. Yeah. So um, yeah. So 2012, I'm just going to plodding up and down the street um, myself. Um, I, I didn't have any idea about different kinds of running. You know, I didn't know there was such a thing as trail running. Um, I didn't know there was such a thing as. I mean, obviously, I knew about marathons and stuff, but that was that was miles beyond anything I was ever going to be capable of. Um, so I was just running up and down the street just to to shift the the kind of belly a wee bit. Um, and then the first thing I ever the first time I ever actually signed up for an event, I don't even know what inspired me to do it, um, but it was a snowflake run. Um, There's a 5k round Arthur's Seat in November <laughs> or December. And I, I don't know why I, I decided that, that was going to be the start of this running journey, but I, I think I just wanted to do something because I was bored of running up and down the street. So I signed up for this this 5k and it was, it was just a wee... A, a funny wee thing, you know. There was a guy in a snowman costume at the start, and um, that was John. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, by the way, Arthur Seat isn't a flat run. Hell no, no. I've <laughs> never even set foot on a hill um, in, in terms of running it um, by that stage. So I, I got about twenty yards up that first climb, and I was walking. You know, there was I was I was like, this is horrible. I don't know why I would do this. Um, coming back down the other side was fine. But um, it must have taken me about half an hour to get up that first, up the climb to the mm-hmm. top, like te- five minutes to come back down. But um, yeah, I did that 5K and it, it, it was funny, like I say, it was just a tiny, tiny wee event. It was like, I don't know, 10, 10 people that were marshalling or, or in charge of it and everybody else was just there having a wee, wee plod around. Mm-hmm. But I kind of got a bit of that good feeling vibe when you, when you finish and just strangers are kind of, clapping you around and cheering you on and that kind of stuff and I quite like that so can I can I take you back a wee bit Ross as well you mentioned I think maybe I was talking about it too about that nervousness how did you how did you feel at the start line of that snowflake run yeah well I was, I was, I was bricking it you know you're like I'd get I'd, I'd, I think I'd probably run the distance of 5k before but um it wasn't it it was just up and down the street or or mm. you know, Run, run the block or whatever you know it was it was so the distance didn't really terrify me but 
it was the the running with other people and other yeah. people could see you and that kind of thing and um, that was kind of a bit scary and you were doing it in an organized event and someone was going to see your time and you know you, you imagine I don't know the fast guys are going to do this in 10 minutes and the <laughs> the, the really slow we old women are going to do it in half an hour and I'm going to come in at an hour and five <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, yeah. I'm going to be holding everybody up and uh, folk are going to want to get home because it's freezing and I'm going to be the last one there and I'm going to be crying at the yeah. finish line. You know, you, all these things go through your head. Um, but it wasn't as bad as that. <laughs> but the thing is, they go through your head in about 15 seconds, don't they? It's just like, dum, 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 all these crazy yeah, and thoughts. Then, and then you're off. <laughs> I think it's, it's maybe a good point, actually, Stephen, right now in the podcast to simply say for other folk, it's totally natural to feel that way when you start running. So if if somebody's going out and doing their sort of first event or building up to their first event, you may feel you may not. You may be super duper confident and feel brilliant, but it's mm-hmm. pretty natural to have that nervousness. What you want to do is turn that into energy. But then you blow your load in the first hundred meters. Absolutely. Well, I still get nervous at the start of any run. Um, you, you just learn to control it a wee bit. Yeah, I think then the day that I done it get that little bit of butterflies in your stomach here. That's when you probably think you're maybe a wee bit overconfident. Um, mm. I maybe should have had that at Lakeland. <laughs> well, we'll maybe get to that. We're mentioning it by name now. That's like, like, yeah. a gaz- like a gazelle going up that field that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, 5Ks turned into 10Ks? Yeah, so 5K was, like I said, was friend, um after seat. Um, the next one I did was 10k, which was twice around after seat. So <laughs> I knew what I was up against, so I was like, right, I could I could do that again. So you that, was, it. Ah, that was like a Heart Foundation 10k, I think it was. Right. And I was kind of getting into it by that time. So I, I was kind of actively training for that and, and you know, just uh, I, I kind of knew a bit more what the, the lay of the land was in terms of how things start and finish and what, what was going to be involved. So, you'd, yeah, that was... Bought, you'd bought a right pair of trainers. I'd bought a, a, an actual pair of trainers, yeah. I wasn't just going to be my wife's pair or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Adidas, Adidas Sambas or something. Can we, can we speak about that, about kit? Because I think as well, there's as we know, it's like, wine shampoo there's that many different types of brands and colors and prices and all that sort of stuff how did you find out about kit ross what did you what did you do um in in the early days like i didn't have a clue i just i just went into sports direct or other stores i'm sure are available um but whatever was closest um and just bought a pair of shorts and a, the cheapest pair of trainers or a, a t-shirt or whatever and, and it went um but as i started to get more more written you just kind of you start looking at things like mag runners world magazine and that kind of stuff and, and you see adverts in that and you, you just kind of pick up bits and pieces from from these kinds of things the first time i got properly serious about it i went in to run for it in edinburgh and uh, i spoke to uh, one of the staff in there and I just had a kind of proper chat about what I was trying to do um, in terms of what my my event was that I was training for. And they kind of give you a bit of advice and they put you on the treadmill and check your gait and all that kind of stuff. So that that was that was kind of when I got more serious about it. And I learned that there were different kit for different events and you should be trying this or you should be trying that or this is what you should be wearing and all that kind of stuff. So mm. I just, it's just trial and error, really. You know, it's it's 
kit is kit is fine and it has its place but i think you just have to learn what works for you and there's so there's so many places and sources of information for where to, like telling you what you should be doing but i think you just have to learn it for yourself and i think I think going in to run for it and, and getting that advice and then putting it into practice and seeing what worked and what didn't was good. Yeah, that's yep. a good shout. Very good shout. Go and see somebody that knows what they're speaking about rather than somebody who wants to sell you the dearest pair of shoes. Well, that was the thing, yeah, because I, I went into that shop and I was like looking around before I spoke to anyone. And I was like, yeah, I bet they're going to try and sell me this one on the top shelf that's 200 and whatever quid. Um, and she didn't. She, she actually listened to the event that I was I was training for and what I want to do and she she picked it up here kind of expensive ones mid-range ones and, and cheaper ones and kind of listed the pros and cons of each and it ended up being kind of the mid-range one that was that that was I went for and, and that was the one that she advised over the the, the pricey one so cool. um, it, it, that just kind of gave me the confidence that okay she's not just trying to sell me something she's trying to find the best tool for the job sort of thing Right. So well done, well done that person in that shop. That's that's what we want. Well, well done that lady. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very well done. So you've mentioned Arthur Street. You've mentioned your wee loop at the back of your house. Where's your favourite place to run? Um, I, I find it really difficult to to narrow this one down. Um, my first ever ultra was Jedbra Three Peaks, and the actual first race was horrible, which when we get onto later. But I just love the route. I just think it's the, the time of year that it's on. It's on in October, so it's obviously it's in autumn, and all the leaves are turning golden right. and, and all that kind of stuff. And it goes down by the river, and I just I just love that whole route. And um, it's just the, the smell of whatever foliage grows down by the river. I smell that sometimes. It just takes me right to that spot in, in Jedburgh. So that's probably my favourite place to run. But saying that, I know how you guys feel about West Highland Way. I'm in that boat all day long. So anywhere on the West Highland Way as well. So Brilliant. equally those two. Oh, I think that that's allowed to love both of these places. <laughs> and I tell you, the smile on your face when you're speaking about Jedburgh is brilliant. Yeah, and totally get that smell thing too, because a smell can just transport you. You know, so and I think yeah, we've all we're, as far as to work out what the smell is or what <laughs> it's a nice that way. But, um, but I, we're not it, talking jobbies under the leaves here. We're talking it, a nice yeah, some kind of plant that grows down by the river, and it yeah. just it takes me back there every time I smell it. I think Stephen, was that your first ultra as well, Jedra? It was, yeah, Jedra was my my first. Mm-hmm. Whenever that was, when did I do it? Two thousand and fifteen. Same as me. Did you did you run the same first ultra as I did? Oh, well, be googling that then you see. Um, but I'm, bet, bet you, I'm betting you were well faster than me because that is the site of my one and only uh, kind of trophy that I've ever won to do a running because uh, I was the closest to the cutoff. Ah. Um, I mean, the back end of the cutoff. <laughs> it was like a 10-hour ten, ten cut-off, and I think I was 9.59.45 seconds. Wow, that is pretty close. <laughs> 9.50, I just Googled it, 9.59. You were 15 seconds. 
brilliant. Do you know what? I, if I, you're, I had if a bad day that day. But. Listen, Ross, if you want to leave room for improvement, leave the most amount of room possible. Absolutely. And I'm looking, you've, you've returned there a few times. I've been back every year. <laughs> ah, bro. Also, as well, you know what? There, there, there's something there. You're saying you had a bad day, but you finished it, man. You, someone, someone in your head clicked, and you thought, "I'm seeing this through." So, what, what was? Let's talk about that. What was going on there? Uh, well, I mean, that, like I say, that was my first ever ultra. I didn't know what I was letting myself in for to start with. Um, obviously, uh-huh. going back to what we were saying about the the progression from 5k, I did kind of 5k, 10k half marathon marathon and then i kind of discovered true run after that i did edinburgh marathon um, uh-huh. which was my marathon and and the half marathon and then i discovered true run because i saw the an advert for jedbra half marathon during the jedbra running festival mm-hmm. and i thought oh i went to that and at the same time on the same bill because it was the running festival weekend they had the jedbra three peaks ultra on the same advert and I, that's the first time I'd ever heard the word ultramarathon. And I was like, well, what's, what's that all about? And then I looked at it and I was like, 38 miles, that's absolutely ridiculous. I'm, a man can he run 38 miles, or a woman, can he run 38 miles? That's ridiculous. And as it turned out, I got I picked up an injury or something, and I couldn't run the, the Jebra half the, the year that I was intending to. So when it came round again, the next year instead of signing up for the half i signed up for the the ultra and that like i said that was my first my first ever ultra i was completely unprepared for it um and i just i was just not not trained i hadn't wrecked any of it i hadn't um had any kind of feet on the ground or foot on the route um i hadn't even looked at how ridiculously steep the hills were going to be or any, any of that kind of stuff so um i, I just kind of started running and I, I I ended up doing all right and then uh, I wrenched my knee coming down the third hill which I, I, it was just a stupid thing I just fell over a little rock close to the bottom of the hill and I just went down like a sack of spuds and I, my knee was just absolutely killing me and I got up and I just started hobbling thought this is it'll, it'll ease off you know just like run it off you'll be fine get a big boy pants on and I just I just didn't. It just got sore and sore all the way back. So I, just, I ended up having to hobble the last 18 mile or whatever it was back. It was an, a proper death march all the way back for the bottom of that third hill. And that's why I got in so kind of close to the, the finish. And uh, I was I was in tears. I just kind of collapsed in Alice's arms at the end. I was just, I was a broken man. I was absolutely gubbed. And I was like crying and everything. I was saying, oh, I'd never need to do this again. That's that box ticked. And then a couple of days later, I was signing up for it next year. <laughs> so often the way. So often the way. So, I'm going to pick you up something there. Didn't realise the hills were quite as steep at Jedburgh. I, I shared that exact same thought. I was like, fuck me. I was like, looked at the elevation profile. I'd never been down on the, the route either, Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember driving past the Eildons on the way down, thinking, is that those hills that we have to run over? It's like they, they look a bit like steeper than I thought. It looked like coal bing heaps. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that can't be then. They're, they're, they look too far away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, and it was like a bit of a um, 
sense of humour bypass when I was going up that first one. Aye, when I got to the top of the first one, I thought, that's it, I, I can't even think about doing another two. Yeah, I think the first one is the the one, isn't it? The other two are kind of not quite as bad, if I remember rightly, but the first one... I don't think you come down as far as you go up again. So. Yeah, yeah, but no, it's a great ultramarathon and a great, like, first ultramarathon as well, not only for the route, like Ross says, it's a um, really underrated part of the country for me, um, but actually just the whole spirit that it's run it, it's running, again, the, yeah. sta- the stage and all it, it's, it's just magnificent, so... Yeah, um, it's, it's the vibe of it, and, and that was yeah. that was one of the things that kind of drew me into trail running as well, because, like I said, I'd done it in my marathon and stuff, where it's all road running and elbows and all of it, all of it finished time and, and all that. Yeah. And, I mean... Don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on, on road running and stuff, but um, it just, I just got so much better vibe at the, at the, at the trail running events that I did. Yeah. Um, and especially that one, because like you said, it's all about in- inclusivity and yep. anybody can go and it's just welcome into all shapes and sizes and, you know, it, it's that's that's its whole vibe. And I, I just love that. And that that's what keeps me going back in every year, I think. It's, it's yeah. You know, like I say, I've I've done it every year since 2015. Even last year when it wasn't on, I went down by myself and did the route um, on <laughs> on the day it should have been done, um, just because I wanted to. You know, I, I didn't want to be anywhere else on that day. So um, maybe awesome. some of that wee addictive personality coming out there as well. Got to ask, bro. Can't miss it. You wouldn't have got a unicorn doing YMCA at the start when you went doing yourself. I didn't know, no, no. I love that. I, I love the unicorn doing YMCA at the start, and I love the super to finish. The super to finish was absolutely brilliant. But oh, I think it is one of club. yeah. I think it is one of the great events on the Scottish calendar that everybody you have their interest in get in there and get it done. Yeah. Yeah, not not the bat jumping out at you, making you shit yourself on the play part. <laughs> <laughs> I know, forcing you over this down the slide and all. Thing. I love that. Um, I know it's a bit of Ranson for the YMCA, but a Gary House style Ranson could be had down there. Definitely, folk will be sitting, folk will be sitting, going, listening, going, play part. What are you talking about a play part? <laughs> Sign up and find it. It's yeah, there's, there's a few wee things you didn't want to give away too much. Yeah, and I've got to say as well, looking at your page on that DUV site, have you, did you know there's a DUV site, by the way, Ross? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've you did, because n- n- not everybody does, and it's really interesting if you didn't can, go and have a look at it. Um, but your time's got better every single every single, every single single time you've been to Jedburgh. So yeah. there's been a, a, a fair bit of progression there. You obviously have had a, a foot or feet on the route now. You know it very I have, well. Yeah, so. I, kinda know. I, I, still, I still take a wrong turning. Every time I go down there, but I, I, I know it within a hundred yards now that I, I'm I'm away the wrong way. But, but yeah, I've, I've I actually went down and organised a a recce, just, just put a thing on Facebook saying it. Mm-hmm. And if you turn up, and I'll I'll happily kind of take you around the route. And You'll be the, like, the Sherpa guide. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I got I got everybody lost. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I turned up in the car park at the start and I asked everybody to put their hands up if they'd done this before and not, not a single person did and I was like oh yeah. oh man tell you there's a few things on your DUV page that I'm jealous of the things that I would love to do um, but the, the, the Tyree Ultra Marathon I, I was over in Tyree in the summer and I spoke to the guy that organises it we were hiring bikes he was the guy we hired the bikes from 
Yeah. That must be that must be quite a brutal thing though, because you're it's all different types of terrain you're on, isn't it? In Tyree. Well, it's mostly beach. Like, there's there's a bit four hundred beaches on Tyree. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I love that event. Um, that that was um, that was in 2018 when I, I went a wee bit trigger happy on the old race signups. Um, I, I think I think I did 12 ultras that year. Um, and you certainly I, did. Was was Alice in her bed sleeping and you were signing up to all these things? That that was that was the year of the almost divorce. Like uh, <laughs> there was a single other race entry came through that year. It was it was over. I did notice you did you did one called Adventures into Wonderland. Was that some kind of homage homage for Alice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, Stephen. Oh, see, Dane, it all for you, <laughs> darling. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but Tyree, Tyree was a, a, I loved that. Um, uh, Alice wasn't that keen on. This was kind of still back in the days where she would actually turn up to our, our start. <laughs> now she doesn't get out of bed for less than a fifty miler. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, I, I, that was one of these days that uh, she wasn't keen on coming, so I just kind of got myself away early in the morning, got on the ferry by myself, um, and I had my tent, and just went to the island for, for a weekend on my Todd, and had a, a great wee time with myself. Um, oh, yeah. Horrendous weather, and I lost my tent um, during the race. Like My tent was there, pitched at the start of the race, I ran the race, and I came back to be told that my tent was no longer. <laughs> Uh, and, and my stuff was all strewn around the field, lying in pillows, and I had to sleep on a kitchen floor until the ferry the next day. But I uh, saw part of the story. Yeah, but the race itself was was brilliant. Um, I had a really good time. Um, it was stupidly a week after Glenmore 24. Um, and there's no way I should have been running that race. Um, but I actually. I think at the time it was the highest place that I ever came in a race. Um, I think it was top top thirty maybe. Um, but um, but yeah, but I just had a great time. It was it was a great race. It was good vibe, beautiful beautiful place, you know. Um, and the weather the weather was great until I crossed the finish line. And then when I was sitting at the the awesome buffet, John. Um, mm. Awesome buffet, by the way. Uh, <laughs> that's okay, I'll take that, man. That's cool. When I was sitting there gorging myself on pizza and cake, uh, the, you just saw the clouds coming over, and I had to kind of afterwards hike my way back to the campsite to find my my destroyed tent, and that, and that yeah. was that. But you would recommend it anyway. Tyree, recommend it. Yeah, yeah Tyree, um, great, great race, uh, brilliantly put on, beautiful scenery. Um, tough but really enjoyable race. Um, a lot of running on sand, obviously, which is is can be hard. Um, but but yeah, loved it. Sure. And you know what? I know we're veering away from the extensive question set that we sent across to you. But I've just noticed that this week as well. I think it's still open just now, but there's not many places left. The Catherine Trail. That's one that's that's one you're featured in. Um, and you mentioned the was tough there. I've never done the Catalan Trail, neither have you, Stephen. Don't think. I think it would really suit Stephen actually, because he's a hilly goat, right? Mm-hmm. But um, um, but what's your thoughts on the Catalan Trail? Enjoyable? Are you going? Are you going back again? 
I'm not. That that's another story. I would I would love to, but uh, I can't this year. Um, okay. But um, yeah, I I love that race. Um, I meant to I meant to sign up for it um a few years ago. I, actually, I did sign up for it, but I got some kind of um flu kind of illness, not COVID. It was way before COVID. But um, I I, I came down with this flu type thing like a day before the race and I couldn't even get out of my bed never mind run 55 miles so okay. uh, I had to can it and um, it took me a few years to get back to be able to do it because I always had something else on because it's it's kind of around the same time as the fling yeah so I had I usually had the fling in my sights or I was involved with it in some way so I never went back but then I went I managed to get there eventually and yeah I thought it was a great race um, and wow. I totally I, I'm, I'm going to go back and do it again but just just not next year because I've been told that I'm not allowed to <laughs> okay that's the official line no problem that's the official line we'll get to by who maybe later yeah <laughs> um yeah no Catalan Trail is definitely one that I've got on my to-do list one because it's in Perthshire and two like John says I the the route looks really great and it's a local Perth guy, Richie Cunningham, who's taken over as the race director. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I know that will be staged really, really well. I know that it wasn't before and, and it's previous guys, but um, it'll be a, it'll be a goodie. So yeah, when I looked at it the last time it was the, the tenth like anniversary of uh, the old kind of uh, regime that was were doing it. Um and uh, it, it was it was great. Uh, like I said, I just I just loved it. It was um, it was it was well loved by everyone who had done it before, and it had a, a kind of good following and a good reputation. And um, a bit like Jedburgh, there's a lot of kind of just fun stuff goes on with it. You know, there's there's kind of theme checkpoints and just a bit of a bit of kind of high jinks goes on throughout the race, um, which makes it a a bit more interesting. Uh, yeah. Distracts the brain. Yeah, and then, then just a box standard race as well. And like I said, again, stunning kind of route. You know, it's places that you just run through that are just, just brilliant. You know. Am I right in saying it always always strikes me as being a hell of an elevation in it for 55, 55 miles? There's a lot of up, isn't there? There is. I mean, I I don't I don't remember um, it being that bad. But I don't know if that's just because of things that I've done since. Okay. Um, I kind of sugar. I, I I don't consider it a hill anymore. You know that, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But I think at, at the time I do remember that there was a, a fair bit of climbing. But it's it's quite. There's no kind of big major steep climbs. You know, it's, there's a it's more rolling, constant okay. constant rolling hills rather than major elevation climbs. It's just made for Stephen, man. Made for him. Go for it. <laughs> Not this time though. You've got a busy year next year. That's one for the future, Stevie Boy. So yeah, it's got Stevie Boy in. What's been up to date, Stephen? Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Because this is twenty twenty one that um, we we had the pleasure of meeting you, Ross, first um, mm. when we we bumped into you down in Coniston at the um, the epicentre of British ultra running for that particular weekend, Lakeland fifty, I believe, a hundred. Um, but that's not all you've done in 2021. No, um, I didn't actually realise how much I had done in 2021. I thought it was a bit of a quiet year, um, mm. just because of <laughs> because of COVID and stuff. Um, uh, there, there was a few kind of virtuals and things that I 
um, didn't really equate to being actual races. Um, uh-huh. When looking back at them now, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. No, oh, Christ, that that was actually quite a, a decent one and stuff. So yeah, it, it was actually quite a quite a packed year. Not not as much as the the twelve ultras in 2018, but no, I mean the twelve ultras in 2018 probably eventually was brought up by your bank manager as a wee bit of damage <laughs> to, to the old budget <laughs> because it's not just the running of an event the entry fee i should say do you know it's everything else that goes a long way at do you know the kit and caboodle the traveling the you know, the, the drop bags Aye, 12, 12 sets of drop bags that's some scram like but you'll have your drop bags well honed by now have you i think so yeah i think i've just uh Stopped eating as much, just to wait till after. So Alice can pay for it at the takeaway when I'm I'm not in a condition to walk any further. Good tactics. You're ruined. <laughs> what, what's your go-to though? What fuels you during the race? Uh, oh, um, I uh, I tend to go with just simple stuff. I quite like just real food. So it depends on the race. But if it's if it's something less than a fifty miler, I tend not to eat. A great deal. I tend to stick with kind of porridge bars and nuts and fruit and just that kind of stuff, just snack, snacky stuff. And then I just totally gorge myself when I finish on pizza and pasta and cake. And I just eat for days and days when I finish. Um, all the good things. All the good things because I just feel like I've earned them. Yep. Um, but during the race, I, I didn't really eat that much. I, I have um, Morton kind of sports drink which mm-hmm. is a lot of carbohydrate in it. So mm. that kind of keeps me going and I just kind of supplement it with like porridge bars and, and that kind of thing. We're hearing more and more about Morton. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. More people mentioning that. Yeah, so that's well, giving I've, you your energy to... Yeah, well, I've got to credit uh, my pal Nicola with that, Nicola Duncan. She put me onto that because before that I was kind of primarily active route um, and it, it served me well for for a while um but i just don't think it was giving me enough actual fuel uh, in it for the, the kind of volume of running i was doing and i was having to eat more so i think the morton being more carbohydrates in it i, I, I still I, I still have that to brute for the electrolytes and that kind of stuff as well but the morton is more the nutrition okay. see when people and there's a, like i say there's a few people mentioned morton now um, i've never tried it but i just initially just thought of Greenock Morton all the time now I kind of get it out of my head that it's the day with a football club but it's M-A-U-R-T-E-N See I Morton I went to Morton Vicost another football (laughs) See that's that's how we're wired up Ross Apologies Yeah I um, I think it was Grant McDonald mentioned Morton for the first I think that was the first time I'd heard of it and then a few people have since and um, I was with Nicola one day, and she's she's an absolute whippet compared to me. And um, we're, we're just having a wee a wee friendly jaunt out one day, and coming back along along the beach, she was just pulling away from me and pulling away from me, and um, I just couldn't even keep up with her. And she was saying that you shouldn't be getting that tired, and she was like, "I try this stuff, and this, this will kind of give you more fuel if, if that's what the problem is." And I I, I kind of got it from from that point on. Simple when it's just doing a few, eh? Nothing else to it. Just to be, well, it's not, it's not, it didn't get me wrong, but it, it, it was only like a 10 hour run that day, you know? But, uh, <laughs> I know what you mean. Tell you, 
you could give me as many Martin things as you like, and Nicola Duncan would be like a whip on a motorbike compared to me. Yeah. Well, so I, I think she, she was she was slowing down as well, but I think she was just she would have even too slow for her, and she was just like, right, screw this, I'm I'm going to the cake shop at the end. I'll see you there. <laughs> Can I ask you about the Morton stuff? A lot of stuff come in different flavours and stuff. Does the Morton stuff do that too? You get different flavours of that, or no? It's 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 kind of a high. It's called a hydrogel, so it's kind of a. It's, it's like a sachet, a sachet of something like tailwind that you just uh, add to water, um, and it's a specific ratio you have to put put it in to give you this. It's like a thick kind of cough syrupy uh, texture, which which I'm not really selling to anyone here. I know, but I, mm. I I don't mind the taste of it. It's not it's not overly horrible. It's it's quite sweet, um, and it's quite thick, but it's quite palatable. So I, I don't mind it, but I, I can understand if people try it and say, nah, no thanks. Is I, it like uh, condensed milk? Like condensed milk? Not quite that. No. <laughs> right, <laughs> not, okay. not quite that tasty either. <laughs> it's almost like, go over to an advert now by Morton. <laughs> use code, <laughs> use code YHRF5 to claim your 50% discount off morton.co.uk. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Your cough syrup, your cough syrup wonder fuel. Absolutely, <laughs> but I mean it's it's not anything wondrous for me, but I, I just feel that it works better. Oh, um, that's it. And sometimes, sometimes it's a placebo effect. You know, if, if yeah, you, if something works for you, it works for you. That that's why it works. Correct. So, any big highlights in twenty twenty one? Well, like I said, um, I've got a memory like a goldfish, so I couldn't even remember half of the things that I did in 2021 until I went back and wrote them down. So yeah, um, I did a few things. The, the first thing that I did in the year was, it was a virtual race, it was Centurion Virtual Slam, um, or it was Centurion One Slam, it was called, um, yep. which was like a virtual culmination of all their 1,500 mile races. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just um, like other virtual stuff that you did. You just logged your miles and eventually you got to uh, the total. And there was, I think there was a 200, a 400 and a 600 mile event um, within within the whole thing. So I, I obviously signed up for the, the 600 one because it was the longest. That's, that's just <laughs> what I do. Um, there was also a kids race, which was the 100. Uh, so you, you had to get the, the 100 mile for the kids. Um, I've got, a, well, he was four years old and uh, my daughter was seven so they I signed them up for that thinking they'll be lucky to do 10 miles but to their credit the pair of them clocked 100 miles throughout a month I think it took them and eventually I can't even remember how long it took me to do the 600 but it was just one of these things during that period of of life where you needed something to just latch onto and keep you ticking over and keep you going out every day and I think I had to do 10.1 miles every day for however many days it was, 60 days probably, to get the 600 miles. Um, so, so that was going to be the first, the first major. That, that's giving you a good base for the year. Yeah, well, it was, it was one of these things. It's just it's a habitual thing, you know. It's the getting, getting out and doing it every day, no matter what. Just getting up in the morning and getting out on the treadmill or getting out and going around the block or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's just a habit-forming thing because otherwise I'd just be sitting there not going out so so it, it was great for that and i mean there were days where it was just murder you know and you just could not be arsed um but there was other days where it was just like you, you get up and get out and it's fine so yeah so that, that was that was the first thing i did and then after that it was the the herring road that i did um i was kind of looking around 
I was hearing all this buzz about FKT stuff, um, which I'm sure you guys are, are very aware of. Um, there's a lot of people talking about FKTs and James Stewart was out doing FKTs and that kind of thing. So I was just like, well, what else? I was looking for a new kind of challenge after the, the Centurion. So I was like, well, what can I do? Is there an FKT I could maybe do around here? And I found something locally up in the Lammermuirs, which is kind of the, the hills closest to me. Uh, a few of my friends have been talking about this old uh, road called the Herring Road, which is where the fishwives of Dunbar used to take their catch to Lauder to try and sell it at market. Right. And it, um, it's one of these old kind of bridleway things that, that has been long forgotten, but there's still the odd signpost here and there that you can just about follow. So I thought, uh, I wonder if there's if I could could run that from from the start in Dunbar to Lauder. And I had a, a wee look about fkt.com and, and there was nothing on there about it. So I thought, look, I quite fancy that. But then I realised it was uh, it was kind of just over 30 miles. Um, and I was looking for some a wee bit a wee bit longer than that. So I decided to go there and back just, just to double up just for, for shits and giggles. A wee, uh, a wee out and back. A wee out and back. So, uh, aye, so I ended up being uh, 65 miles for that one. And it was just something that I, I just wanted to do um, because there was nothing else in the diary at that time. And um, like I say, the, the idea of having a first known time because a fastest known time is never going to work for me because I'm just no fast. But uh, so, so that just appealed at the time. So so that was that was something that I just kind of kept to myself and just did it on the on the quiet and uh ticked off and, and submitted that to the FKT and it got approved and there we go. So so that was my that was my next foray into into twenty. Brilliant. So is is the Heron Road out and back FKT up for grabs now because it's you've just publicised it. I've just publicised it. It is up for grabs. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm under yep. no illusions that someone is going to. I, I, there's been a couple of anonymous uh, and unknown people who have contacted me through. Uh, Strava and stuff asking yeah. various questions about which which route did you take here and what did you do here and, and that kind of thing and so uh, we've got a tip for you um on that because John and I did the River Tayway thing and yeah. what we've what we've since done we've organized this really really big storm to come across <laughs> and batter loads of trees down on it so <laughs> honestly it, it'd be like um it'd be like doing the Krypton Factor assault course now try to do it there's no yeah, chance that, that that's, <laughs> that's the tactics that you need to adopt. Well, see, I, I kind of do that because through the Lama Muirs, there is bugger all. There is nothing to fall. So it's, oh. it's just open moor. Yeah, so sometimes hire the JCB, hire the JCB and make a bit unrunnable or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the thing about the Herring Road, like I say, it's, it's one of these old, old things. And some of the sections of it are just, I mean... A sheep maybe wandered along that path once, you know, yeah. there's no other sign of life on it, you know, so it's... A, a lot that of, makes it into that adventure. Yeah, a lot of it is, is really unfollowable, so you're kind of yeah. just hoping that you, you come across another sign at some point. And there was a few bits where I ended up on the wrong side of a sheep, uh, a, a deer fence, and had to do a bog and everything, and I had a horrible experience coming on, on the road back because... Um, my head torch that I packed, I thought was charged, and it wasn't. Um, so I put it on. I know rookie error, but um, I put it on, and 
within a minute and a half it just died and it was pitch black and I mean up in the up in the Lammermuir there's nothing you know there's no there's no light of any description so I fell over like balled up barbed wire and fences and into bogs and I ran into a, a lake because I just didn't see it in front of me until I was standing in it and it was ah. horrendous coming back uh, until I got in like sight of Dunbar and I had a bit of light again but um yeah it's all did, part of the picture like did you do that all unsupported uh, i did it it's not unsupported it's um i know there's loads of kind of there's there's with support or yeah help supported and all this kind of stuff i didn't i did it i can't remember what the term is if it's unsupported or self-supported or whatever but alice was there to um, give me give me a pizza at, um at one of the self-made checkpoints so so where, where are we now we in springtime yet <laughs> are the daisies out? <laughs> um, I, I think that's maybe March or April. That's the next thing that came up was uh, pile and exposure. So that was that was my next one in in 2021. So you guys know all about that one. Yeah. Yeah. So I did um, the the 24 hour exposure for that, which was my first kind of foray into anything piling related. Obviously, I knew I knew who piling were, and uh, I just kind of been having a wee look at them from afar and hadn't really done anything more than that I'd never been to any of the weekends or anything like that so that was my first foray into anything anything piling so yeah how did you, how did you fare I finished um it wasn't it wasn't a pretty but um I, I finished and I think that was all I was capable of frankly during that I mean the, the I had a few friends who were doing the six and the 12 um and one one friend my, my pal Ian who was doing the 24 kind of with me obviously we were in the throes of lockdown so we couldn't meet up to run any of it together yeah um but we kind of ran that together and then checked in with each other after we finished running just to make sure we were both still going and that kind of thing um and it was it was hard it was really hard it's, i'd probably say that was my hardest event at that point and um, that i'd mm. ever done that was um, a 24 hour one that you did uh, 24 hour yeah yeah. What else? What else would there be? I think this boy likes his money's worth saving, eh? You're not going to go for the easy option, are you? Um, so, um, but <laughs> can I just say that? Can I just say the twelve-year option wasn't the fucking easy either? <laughs> but I had run twelve hours before. I'd, I'd, I'd never run um, over a hundred before. Right. That was kind of one of these things. Since I, I'd never, I'd never actually made over a hundred before. I'd, I'd had a go at Glen Moore before with the aim of getting to 100, but I'd, I'd failed both times. Um, so achieving that 100 miles was kind of a big thing. And kind of since then, that's that's made it more possible to me. Uh, and like I said, it's, it's funny because it's a virtual event. You, you think, does that count as a 100 mile running event? Because you're you're doing it, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's not an actual on, on site. Yeah, point. I know what you mean. But I think it does. In in my in my head, doing that in the time it, it, in under twenty four hours as well was was. In some respects, it's harder because you've not got that adrenaline of running with other people or the even the peer support of running with other people. Do you know when you're in a wee bit of a um, a down spell and you kind of use somebody else? Yeah, absolutely. So you've, you've not got that option, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, Alice took the kids away that day as well, so I had, I had nothing. Like, yeah, there was nobody even at home, um, so I had to I had to walk the dog in between it. <laughs> oh, fucking hell! 
And I tell you, I don't know, you're in um, the North Berwick, but up here in Perth, it got pretty toasty that day. It was warm yeah. in the middle of the day, man, you know. It was, yeah, and, it was, and, and the race was so front-loaded as well because there was, it was, what, 30-odd 30, 30 miles in the first five or six exposures. Um, yeah. It was really, really hard going at the start, and I, I was really bricking it because I, I just thought, I kind of keep this kind of pace up for the next... 18 hours you know it's, uh, it's really hard going at the start and um, I was desperate for the first kind of one mile exposure so I could just get the dogs out for a walk rather than have to... <laughs> they're sitting here looking at me every time I come in going is it time yet and I'm like no no <laughs> it's a quick turn around and I'm back out there uh, yeah no but that was that was a kind of a big a big thing for me getting to that distance in that time you've got to remember man you've got to remember but you're this is nine years in for you started running. Absolutely. So you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? It's and I mean there's a ma- an amazing journey in between. But we're, if we're looking at twenty twenty one, to be doing these sorts of miles repetitively, not just once, yeah. um it is it is quite astounding. I must ask, and maybe this is the point to do it. You're running health. By that I'm talking about the run injury free how how you how's your body with that sort of volume of stuff you're doing yeah i mean touch wood i've been really lucky um i've not had any major injuries um since i started running but the odd wee niggle here and there um can kind of just say our joints and things like the odd fall that kind of thing but nothing nothing major i've been really lucky that i've not had any planters or, or back problems or, or knee issues or, or anything like that you know so um, and long may that continue but I think I definitely. The, the point that I'm at just now is that I like looking at the my running career if you want to call it that as as a whole I've kind of done what, what most people do is that I've just gone battered into everything early on and just signed up for anything I can do and and now I'm at the point where I'm trying to just temper it a wee bit because I realise that I can't keep going at that pace or volume forever. And also I was I was just I was just racing all the time, you know. I mean, race racing in the loosest possible term, but but just running races all the time and not doing any actual training or easy stuff or any of that, you know. It was just race after race after race after race and then rest in between. So. I'm, I'm trying to get away from that a bit in my old age. Yeah, wisdom, eh? Hmm. Comes around eventually. But listen, I think that there, there, there's a saying that I've kind of have in my head is it like good time or good times? Yeah. And it's almost like, well, if your goal is to complete and no compete, and that's what you're getting out of it is the almost the social aspect of the community. That's also a real positive thing because that's what you're wanting out of it. Eh? So you've also made a, it sounds like it, a, pe- a penny drop moment or a conscious decision to say it's now the time to go for quality over quantity. Is that fair to say? That's that's absolutely fair. Yeah, I mean, when, like I say, going back to when I first started running, I was all about just running by myself, and I didn't want to to have any kind of social thing to do with it. Um, it, it running was kind of my time, and I didn't want to kind of do any do any of the group running or or join any clubs or any of that kind of stuff. I've only been running with my club for no even two years, 
so it, it took me a while to get into that. Um, but I've kind of gone through the thing of being completely solo to start with and then coming into the kind of community, the running community and making a lot of friends in in the running community and just meeting so many awesome people. And then the running has is, is been secondary to that. I think that's why I was signing up to so many events because I just wanted to be involved. I just wanted to be, <clears throat> excuse me, around around the people mm-hmm. and around all the friends that I'd made because, oh, such and such is doing this event, so I'll, I'll do it. And it's not really about... The event it's just be it's about being there and it's about the the fear of missing out so sort of yeah formal but all about the formal and now and i think now i'm kind of coming a bit more full circle again um and i'm yeah it's getting a bit more a bit more solo and a bit a bit less kind of scattergun sign up for everything and, and just a bit more a bit more quality and a bit a bit less quantity i think you've touched on something really quite important there and I, i'm potentially going to push it for this week's golden nugget and that's about um you don't have to be running to be involved there's the martial side of things the volunteer side of things that you can and you know what you can you can gather loads of information you can see the knicker folk you can see what's in the you can see what's in the drop bags what they're using are they using active route tailwind morton what are they what is it? Ask the ask the questions because I think the three of us maybe have all sort of went at it a wee bit gung ho and went, I can do that, I'll just do that. Let me maybe Ross has went a wee bit too far with that carry on. But you know, but the the, the temptation is to I want to run this. And I, it was just when you were speaking there, Ross, it maybe isn't it about the the running. The running's great, but it's just that community side of things. So there is that other side of it being involved and people are always looking for marshals and volunteers to help out you say like and marshals volunteers john but even just going along to spectate as well eh? yeah you know, maybe if you can't commit to doing a whole day away for the family or like you still get that buzz mm-hmm. just by being and you see regular familiar faces yeah and almost got a season ticket yeah, yeah. I've, well, I've got friends who are at every a race like every weekend, and, uh-huh. and every race I turn up to, I see them there, and they slag me off because I'm signing up to every race. I'm like, well, you're here as well. <laughs> you're not running. You're you're at more races than I am. <laughs> and w- let me ask you something, Ross. You, um, your transport and accommodation to races is it um, changed at all? Yeah. Um. Well, we we've been having an eye on the whole camper van thing for. For a long time, <clears throat> and last year we kind of we we had the opportunity to get one, so we we jumped at that. So we we are now part of the camper van crew. So. I mean that's the the like, <clears throat> we we often ask, you know, what's your favourite bit of kit? It can only be a camper van, the way. It is awesome. I do I do love it, um, and she's she's awesome. <laughs> she. She oh she. Whereas like I'm going to say, Stephen and I are all cut out in between us. With the, the car with a different colour door than that. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, man. So, race-wise, actual tour in a start line, 2021. Hi, so Great Glen, was it? Great Glen was my second ever ultra um, after Jedbra. So, right. it was kind of a major step up from 38 to uh, 72. I'd, I'd previously supposed to have had the car in between those two that I had to pull out of, like I mentioned earlier. So there was a bit more of a, a structured approach to that. I was I was supposed to go from the 38 to the 55 to the 72. 
but um, that didn't happen. So I went into the, the Great Glen again. Hadn't wrecked the route. Didn't learn from my mistakes the previous the previous race, and it utterly killed me again. And this was in 2017, I think. Um, again, tears on the finish line. Absolutely broken shell of a man. It's I, I've got a photo that one of the the marshals at the, at the finish line took uh, of me just like collapsed into Alice in in tears. And it's it's one of these photos that is just it's like one of my favourite ever photos because you can just see that's a broken man in it. So I've been meaning to go back and avenge that race for a few years um, but there was all again there was all something else on I, I'd, I'd discovered the West Highland Way by that time and I'd usually been running there and you can't really do both so I decided to go back and do the Great Glen because the West Highland Way race had been cancelled because of Covid. Great Glen was still open so I went back to try and kind of lay those ghosts to rest in 2021 and I think I did. I, I had a, a a shite last 10 miles but apart from that the rest of the race was was brilliant so I've, I've done the great glen it's one of the most i was very lucky it was, well, it was a very hot day too but one of the most stunning the scenery just absolutely phenomenal it's a, a yeah. great very very challenging definitely mm-hmm. it was the first race i'd ever done it sat at one o'clock in the morning that was a whole new thing for me yeah me too mm-hmm. i mean like i said i was just i wasn't really kind of prepared for for the elevation and 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 stuff and that especially because there's 30 odd miles of canal path in the first half which just Mm. destroys your your legs and then you've got the massive climbs which destroys your legs again in a completely different way i just didn't factor that that in the first time but obviously when i went back the second time i was i was a bit better prepared yeah it was it was it was a much better experience the second half Cool. And am I right in saying as well, did you partake in the inaugural Conic Canter? I did. (coughs) And that was was partially your fault, John. Um, (laughs) You you were very excited about it. And um, I had had kind of races on either side of it. And I thought, now I'm going to bother with that um, because I've got races on either side of it. But... um, you you were very enthusiastic about it, so you you kind of just piqued my interest a bit, and, and oh, you really? I was on the page and I was signing up for it. And <laughs> I, I also, my, my my mate Mark that I run with in in Jedburgh, he's he's from down in the borders, and we the only time we ever see each other is running Jedburgh. We run Jedburgh kind of together every year, and he always um, does a sprint finish and beats me because um, he's a dick. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, he also said that he was signing up for it, and I was like, right, okay, I'll 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 sign up for this race. And then he ended up pulling out and not doing it. And then yourself, John, ended up not doing it either. So I was left on my Todd. So, <laughs> but you know what though, you didn't end up on your Todd because you I ended did. up with Devon Scott. I did, the lovely Devon Scott. Yeah, she, she yeah. kept that that whole day, um, which was completely unintentional because I met Devon on the the Great Glen. And um, she yeah. she of course. Just popped up at some point on on the Great Glen, and we we ran um, a, a bit of that a bit of that together, and then she popped off up a hill and left me for dead in, in the last fifteen miles. Um, but then yeah, we we ran the whole kind of together. Like I say, it was kind of sandwiched between two other races. So 
I was there just more for the day out than for any kind of performance that day. I'm I'm hoping it happens again. Um, however, next year's kind of full now, I think, already. But mm-hmm. the con- what happened? How was that? Not the conic. I got the COVID. Yeah, you got the you had COVID, right? Yeah, you got the COVID. The COVID. Got the COVID. And I think it was one of these things. I think I was out of um, what do you call that when you're kept in isolation? <laughs> I was I was Action. out of that, but I hadn't Outside. done any. Honestly, I, I think I appreciate afterwards how much COVID actually took out of me. It was a wee bit sort of just lethargic for a wee while. So, but I definitely will be back there. Um, on the I've not been back to the West Highland Bay. That was getting withdrawal symptoms. Well, that, oh. that was the thing with me as well. I hadn't been on it for a while, and obviously the, the West Highland Way race had been cancelled, and, yeah, it was just like I was getting that, that itchy feeling about the West Highland Way that I, I have. If I've not been on it for a, a while, I, I like to go back. You've had a couple of scalps at the full thing. Yeah, mm. twice. Uh, um, I was signed up um, last year as well, right. um, but obviously the, the the COVID gods decided that it wasn't going on, and then the everything got kind of wiped so it was, it was yeah. everybody back into the ballot again and because of other things that I've got already yeah. signed for I'm, I'm not going to be running it next year but I will be there on the weekend in some capacity. Brilliant. I, I, we're, we're jumping about a bit but it's actually quite good because we're going to the past, we're going to the future, we're going to the present. Quite like it. <laughs> right but the, the next one is Okay, we spoke already around about catching you at at Lakes. So you Mm. did Lakeland 50 in 2021 in July, which would be quite close to Great Glen. Yeah, yeah, it was. (laughs) Yeah, again, I think with the Lakes, um, my friend Gilly, who I've been running with for years, she's she's like, Alice calls her like my running wife, um, Alice being my actual wife and and Gilly's my my running wife. Um, we we've run together a lot. I think uh, I first met uh, Gilly on on the, the first time I did Great Glen because um, she was wearing a Jebra t-shirt, and that's where we got taunt to each other about that. Um, and it just turns out we had loads of kind of friends in common, and we were roughly the same kind of pace. So we've kind of always just run in and about each other, um, and most events we we sign up for since then. <clears throat> so she had done the Lightland Fifty the year before. And I'd kind of come home raving about it, so that that kind of piqued my interest in, in that. And she was keen to go back and do the the hundred um, last year. And she she kind of in a roundabout way said to me, "Didn't you just go for the hundred because you'll die? So start off with the fifty and see what you're you're in for, and take it from there." So so yeah, I was, I was quite keen on the on the fifty for that. Yeah. So. You obviously managed to finish the 50 along with John. Well done on that. Um, <laughs> and that has then, the, the evolution of that is that you're signed up to do the 100 in 2022. Is that right? I am, yes. For, yeah. For oh, big, is, that, is that the big, this week's big reveal? <laughs> well, that, that's that's this week's big reveal, yeah. Um, that's that's definitely the the A, A race for, for next year. Um, yes. Yeah. Cool. So, and see, wait a minute, John. See, before we move off, the 2021 50. I just want to personally thank Ross for checking in on me at the um, the, the checkpoint where I was I was screwed up. So cheers for that. That's, That's all right. I, I didn't actually realise you were you at, at that point. I just thought you were this. I, I kind of clocked your accent. I was like, oh, another Scottish guy. I better make sure this guy's all right. Uh, um, and 
it was kind of it was kind of later in the day. It just kind of I was like I recognise that guy and. and I can clip from that point who, who you were. That's yeah. all right, man. I I was thinking. No, it, was, thing. it was it was good just to to see you. And obviously, I've I've been in that situation where I've just felt a bit bad and I, I just. I know, no, no. I might have had, which is is isn't very often that I get to do that. So. <laughs> I was I wasn't exactly in party mood myself at that point, but it was appreciated. Thank you. But um, no, can I just say as well though, fair play to you doing that, Ross, because that's what we should do. Is if we see somebody struggling, we should be we, we should be checking that they're all right. I have no. If we hear a Scottish accent. Aye. Oh yeah, that, that was it. That, I mean, it's one of these things you don't want to say. Dude, some sometimes you just want to be left alone. You, you know, you don't want to. Be yeah, just, but you know what? You can be told to fuck off. You know what I mean? Well, you can just uh, say. <laughs> you, <laughs> and what I've. Uh, I'm now uh, placing people strategically around courses that Stephen and I are going to, just in case this happens again. It may happen to me, because I will be a bag of shit at some point. You know, well, I'm a bag of shit most of the time. Anyway, but well, listen, long story short, but well done for doing that. I think it's very important that um, we, we, we do look after each other. So, good So... You obviously were enjoyed the fifty that much that you've you've been attracted into, or um, you've signed on the dotted line to do the the hundred next year, which will dominate your training for the first six months. Maybe. Yes, absolutely. Um, I've, I've been back a couple of weeks ago to to do one of the organised kind of recce's and stuff. Oh, yeah. um, so it, it was on a couple of weeks ago. Me and Nicola Duncan went down and, and did that. Did I see Neil McRitchie there as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was running for a bit, yeah. Um, cool. But I, it's, it's, Christ, it's going to be a hard one. Like, <laughs> mm. I was, it was the first section, so it's obviously the first section of hundred that you that you do. For it was the first twenty six point three miles. Ah, it's really hard, man. It's it's, uh, it's seven and a half hours it took me, and I, I was I, I couldn't face another eighty miles after that. You know, it's so I've, I've uh, it, looks, it looks brutal, like. It's, it's so much climbing, you know. There's there's so mm. much climbing and descending just barge your legs as well. So you're, uh-huh. it's it's going to take a bit of doing. I'm 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 under no illusions, I don't think. But um, I'm I'll, I've got a bit of help. So. There's oh, there's there's potentially a few future podcasts in this as well, Ross. Come back and get some updates for you about how you how you're going. And well, let's actually now commit to come back and tell us how you got on. But there you go. If we can see, we can see how, the, how that pans out. I'm, I'm intrigued though. You put, you did a lot of high volume at the start of 2021. Are you yeah. going to, are you going to do that again? And maybe this is a different question, but maybe you want to answer this one too. What's your weekly mileage like? It's kind of varied. Obviously, when I was doing the stuff like the Centurion and uh, various other virtual stuff, it was, it was a lot different to what it is just now. I've obviously taken a bit more of a focused approach recently, so I'm I'm talking about maybe 40 miles, 30, 30, 40 miles, but it's <clears throat> it's much more focused on stuff. It's not just going out and doing what some people call junk miles, which is just just plodding around, having a good time and yep. at an easy pace, an easy steady pace. So I'm doing a bit more kind of hill reps, a bit more fast stuff, and mixing up a bit more now. So yeah, so yeah, it's stuff. 30, miles. <clears throat> Stuff that's out of your feel you're out of your comfort zone rather than like you say junk miles that you're sauntering or plodding, enjoying. 
but yeah, so, I mean, going out and running for four or five hours and having, having a good time yourself is fine. Um, but there's also a place for going out and just absolutely bursting yourself for 45 minutes and being equally knackered. Yeah. Back, so how you how you coping? Maybe you're there now. How are you coping with the drop in volume? Um, okay. I mean, life life is busy, so it's it was always a case of kind of trying to fit the mileage in somewhere. So the drop in in mileage and the the less time having to be out is is better. So it's given me kind of a bit more yeah. time with the family and stuff because obviously I've, I've got I've got two young kids, you know, five yeah. five year old. So um, I've got to do the the thing is is. You're probably aware the the ferrying from here to there to gymnastics to swimming to whatever else. You know? so, I hear you. Yeah. And, and Alice is a bit more appreciative of of the help with that now rather than having to do it all. Well, I'm out having a good time in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so on that, on that, that's a different podcast. <laughs> when when's your When's your time for running? Or do you, does it vary for you? Do, do you do mornings? Do you do evenings? Do you do during? Do you do lunchtime? What's best for you? Um, I like it in the. Uh, I like to just get up and get out in the morning. Um, and mm-hmm. I mean it's it's quite miserable just now because it's pitch black. Um, so getting up at six a.m. and going out and running up a hill isn't isn't very bonny because it's pitch black and it's not much fun because you're just pounding up and down a hill. But it's it's strangely enjoyable as well. Um, I'm actually liking challenging myself rather than mm-hmm. doing it for fun sort of thing, So, which is a different kind of enjoyment. So you're, because, you're also speaking about, it sounds to me like you're speaking about being coached now. Yeah. In a more yeah. formal way. And yeah. is it that accountability that you've got somebody to answer to or somebody who's looking at you doing a plan? Absolutely, one one hundred percent. I was kind of, I've kind of ummed and ad about the kind of coaching thing for a couple of years because um, uh-huh. I know people who have coaches and uh, people who don't, and I've, I've always thought it was going to be giving up my enjoyment of running if I was going to get a coach because they're going to be getting me to do hill reps and tempo runs and all the stuff that you don't enjoy but it does actually improve you. Yeah. Um, and that was a reason I wasn't, I didn't want to do it. I was also like, well, in a race of 100 people, I'm going to be 51st. Um, so is getting a coach actually going to be worth it? Because I'm not expecting to get a coach and all of a sudden be coming in at fourth and fifth. You know, there's not going to be that kind of improvement. So is it mm-hmm. going to be worth it? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not a full-time athlete. I'm a 41-year-old guy with two kids who just runs for fun, you know, and um you know, this isn't this isn't supposed to be so serious. So why am I thinking of getting a coach? So there were all those kind of things were kind of floating about my head for the last couple of years, and uh, I kind of I just kept thinking about it. And I had a wee chat with the missus about it, and she was like, "Well, if it's something you want to something you want to do, you're as well giving it a go, even if it's just for a wee while. See how how it goes. See if you like it. See if the improvements and the cost and everything else are." are justified and take it for there so yeah so what is it six seven weeks ago i signed up um, with the piling guys and yep. um i've been getting coached by by john Connolly from piling and um, them. so it's still kind of early days but um, like i say I'm, I'm enjoying what i'm doing at the moment and i'm feeling a bit 
stronger and um, a bit more in control. So at the moment, it, it's looking good. Brilliant. Yeah. I think that's a. Um, it sounds like you've given it a lot of thought. You've mm. used over the pros and cons because you know in some way there is a pros and cons, isn't there? Um, you're saying that you enjoy just doing things on your own terms. Mm. You know, is that something that you're going to lose? And then is it? But um, it sounds like a, a sound investment to me. So yeah, good luck with that. Um, we'll be keen to see your times in 2022, especially. Yeah, if like you do. I said, I'm, I'm not expecting to be podium in anything. Oh, so. but I think it's it's like. <laughs> You know, I suppose that little deal you make with yourself to say, right, I'm going to be the the the, the best version of myself sounds a wee bit like that. That that sounds a wee bit OTT. But you know what I mean. I'm I'm going to try and squeeze the bit the, the most out of myself in this mm-hmm. sport that I've grown to love. <laughs> that started on a treadmill in 2012. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's that that's f- fair play. That's I think. Um, I think even food for even, thought. Food for thought. Yeah. Definitely, and even thinking about where, what you just described about going on that recce, the 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 progress between your time on that recce to how you got on in July will be interesting to see. With, yeah. it, with bringing bringing the coaching element into it, both with mindset and the physical side of it as well. So yeah, brilliant. And as Stephen says, I think you've put you described there. You have put a lot of thought into it. So. Bring it on. Let's You want to give yourself the best chance. And I mean, before, there's something to be said for always going back and doing the same races, like going back to Jedburgh all the time because I love it, you know, and, and mm-hmm. going back to the West Highland Way all the time because I love it. So there's a lot to be said for that. But if, if that's all you're going to do, I think you're just going to get bored. You know what I mean? So I think you need to be doing, you need, you need to be entering new events and pushing pushing the boundaries out a wee bit. So if you're wanting to do bigger things and harder things and more challenging things, I think you need to push yourself. And if you're not able to push yourself, you need somebody to push you. And that's what, what you're saying about the accountability. I absolutely need that. Um, Alice is a fan of doing out the tough love. Um, and she, she's quite good at it. She's she's a, a psychologist by trade. So she, she knows how to kind of push my buttons a bit. Okay. Um, but I can occasionally do with an arm and the shoulder as well. So <laughs> I need somebody who can give that. I've never met Alice, but I like Alice. Everybody, yeah. everybody loves right. Alice. All my friends like Alice better than me. I'm going to send her a Facebook friend request. <laughs> can, I ask, can I ask as well, now talking about being more, I'm, I don't mean managed, I mean you managing your time and your commitments. What else is on the cast for 2022 or is that it is that your one thing well that's that's the that, that's the kind of the the downside of it if, if you like alice now loves the coach because he's telling me that i can't do this and i can't do that and i'm not <laughs> doing this and she's been telling me that for years but i've just been ignoring her um but i, I didn't ignore john i do what he tells me so um i've i've been I've been talking to John and, and sending a message like saying, oh, can I do the Cataran next year? And he's been like, no, because you're signed up for South Downs way two weeks before. And I'm like, oh, okay. And whereas if that had been Alice, I'd have been like, I'll do it anyway, I'll be fine. Aye. So having that accountability and, and having somebody that, that's telling you that you can do this and you can do this is not necessarily what I want, but what I need. Yeah, yeah. I think I get it. It's like you're respecting this coach is 
in this world, this sphere of ultra running, you know, and it's like John and I will be the same when, you know, our other halves are, are giving us some advice and we we cast it to one side. <laughs> <laughs> Take it on and ignore it completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not that you don't respect. It's just like, ah, come on. What's the worst I think as well, happen? though. I think as well. You're you're investing in this, both your time and your money. You're you're you're, you're investing in it, so you've got to you've you've got to use that as best you can. Yeah, yeah. And it's you're 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 quite lucky to have the quieter Conley brother too. So. <laughs> he knows. He knows. <laughs> not, not John, the other end. <laughs> okay, okay. So, you know what? I'm just wondering here. Um, your journey from that treadmill in South Africa to where you are now, and what we've just been speaking about with the sort of the coaching side of stuff, and maybe it's a whole new outlook for you. Somebody starting out, you mentioned about pushing boundaries. Now that's relevant whether you're doing a 5k, a 10k, a half, whatever, ultra marathon, whatever you're going to be doing. What would be your words of wisdom you would pass on to somebody, to to our listeners? What, what would you say? Uh, about running? Yeah. Well, no. You know what? Or about I life. forget that. Anything <laughs> you like. Anything you like, Ross. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's a really difficult question because um, I'm, I, I don't take advice from anybody, <laughs> really. Apart from John, obviously. It, it's, it's hard to give advice to, to people because everybody's different and it's all relative to what they're doing um, with themselves and what their motivations are. Um, <clears throat> in terms of running for me, it, it, like I say, it started off a, a physical thing, but it became a, a mental thing for me as well because there was I've, I've gone through fairly minor me- mental health issues as well as, as a lot of people have and um, luckily it's I say it's been quite minor and I, I've been able to to deal with it and running's been a big part of of dealing with it mm-hmm. and I'm all for prescribing running for people with mental health issues and stuff but at the same time it's not a quick fix and it's not a, a one a one fix for for all type thing um my father struggles with anxiety and depression and stuff and I think running or any kind of physical kind of activity would be great for him but I'm wasting my breath telling him to do it because he just he'll not take it on he'll know he'll not do it and you can't tell people um what's best for them they've got to kind of work it out for themselves um as as I had to you know and as, as other people had to so it's it's really difficult to give any kind of advice or impart any wisdom apart from you just have to find what works for you and um i think taking a bit of personal responsibility for it um is is quite important you know you have to if you realize that there's an issue or you have a problem then you have to take responsibility for actually being the solution for that problem and and finding something that works and and pursuing it and that's kind of the advice i would i would give anyone Awesome. Brilliant. Very valid across the board. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm thinking that we're drawn to the end of the this chat with Ross, but I think there's more to come. I've got a quick question. It's around about miles or kilometres. We've seen you we've done a wee bit of Twitter poll on that recently, Ross. Are you a miles man or a kilometres man? Um miles all the way. My, my brain my brain just doesn't work in kilometers I, I've, 
I mean, I, I know it's like been, hardwired. Yeah, yeah, because people talk about five Ks and stuff, and I immediately just turn that into three point one. <laughs> yep, yep. Come, come on over. Come on over to the, the light <laughs> side. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in uh, active recruiting um, at the moment for that um, team miles. So miles, I'm in. Cool. That's it. I've got, yeah, I've got my first um, team member, John. Get it up, yeah. <laughs> just me here. Come on. <laughs> I thought it was just an age thing. I thought all the youngsters were in kilometers. Exactly. Oh, sorry. Hi. Kim, you mean? All right. Okay. <laughs> and then, I'm, of course, I'm bringing oh, sorry, it back. John. I'm like an old pair of jeans. I'm bringing kilometers back. <laughs> Mine's a retro. <laughs> getting on getting nostalgic about kilometres. <laughs> well, he's back on the Sunny D and everything. I know, man. <laughs> hey, Sunny D in his neck drop bag. <laughs> uh, stuff your more and stuff your actors out. John's running down the West Island way with a big bottle of Sunny D. Sunny D shouldn't have. How many kilometres are left? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Stephen, dialect I've, dictionary. Let's dialect, do that. dialect dictionary. You'll know the crack across being a regular listener and mm-hmm. an opportunity to put a very, very special word into the dialect dictionary or term is 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 now the floor is yours. Mm. Well, I didn't think about this. Um, I couldn't. I was trying to remember everything that's been in because I know you've had a couple of fifers on already. So, because I'm 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 from Fife, although I have lived in East Lothian now for so 15, 20 years. So it's, it's been a while. So I thought I'd go with Fife. So um, okay. I don't know if you've had Puggled before. No, so. had it before. No? We've not had P- it. But... Which is P-U-G-G-L-E-D, which means knackered, which is what I was like um, uh, at the end of Great Glen and Jedburgh and various other <laughs> endeavours <laughs> in my past. Puggled. I think, I, think we've, I think we've both been puggled, Stephen. Why? Fair puggled. Aye. Well, puggled is obviously in, and um, that that is an easy entry into the dialect dictionary. But you also said one earlier on, you went, I went doing like a sack of spuds. <laughs> doing like a sack of tatties. And I was right away, I was like, oh, there's a dialect dictionary word covertly put in. Doing like a sack of tatties. <laughs> Um, okay. I'm, I'm reliably informed that uh, Baffies is a Fifeism because uh, my wife has never heard of Baffies before. Ah, see, Baffies is uh, like a common term in Perth and Perthshire. Yeah, so I think it was just a Fifeism, but. Uh, no, I've, I've heard Baffies on, heard Baffies on my life. So for our for our listeners that are elsewhere, Stephen, Baffies a pair of slippers. Absolutely, yeah. Just what we want after a race. There is regional words like that, and it almost like gets away from the dialect dictionary. But I refer to in my kitchen, I hear bunker. Mm. Yeah, like a worktop. No, no, it's not a worktop. It's a bunker. I heard this word getting used called. Oh, it's on the worktop, and I was like, the what? The worktop. (laughs) We're in Buckingham Palace or something like that. Hey, man. Then you start talking about lavies, no, hun? It's the bunker, isn't it? So if you two have a bunker, please reach out to us because work tops are so Pish. crap. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, I went off on one there with my diary. Didn't get me started on Spiever and Condi. 
But um, yes, anyway, no, thank you, Ross. I um, appreciate that. And yeah, so no, I think that I've got to know tons more about you. It's been really interesting just to see, because you obviously class yourself as a, a middle of the packer. You know, or, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and that view that you've got and how... I, I'd want to comment as like you're dead relaxed. Like, see, when you're seeing you at Lakeland and stuff, you're all like chilled and relaxed, and I'm like fucking up to high door. <laughs> right? And you're kind of just like horizontal, just like I remember seeing you coming through that checkpoint, and you, I was like to myself, Oh, look how he's not getting himself carried away or anything like that. Everything's quite chilled. And I was like, I, I it's just expectations, that's what it is. But, but that's all changed now. See, I'm, now that I'm with Pylon, everybody's going well, to be maybe fleeing past them up the hill. But. You'll be rocking that Pylon t shirt and buffing it. <laughs> no, you'll not hear the buff, you'll hear the Young Hearts Run Free buff. Oh, what well, a combination well, I, that I is, would, by the would way. have, but it's, it, doesn't, it seems to have been lost in the post somewhere. What? Ever express delivery? I was going to have it on my thigh the night just for. Ah, Pacere. I'm going to check that out. We will, we will, we will. We'll put out a word to, has John sent them all record the delivery to? <laughs> See, I, I was having a wee virtual race with Michelle Melville as well, and she beat me because she got oh. her. Yeah, she did. She did, and people are kind of putting their Instagram stories and things up, and there's that FOMO. Yeah, so you got to, it's a dump. Well, yeah. right, man. No, but no, I think um, you, you've, you've kind of understated quite a lot of stuff you've done. You've done an impressive array of ultramarathons, the, some of the, the biggest and best ones in Scotland, all under your belt. Um, and, you know, I we speak about people being humble and stuff like that, but just take a wee moment to say well done to yourself on what you've achieved already, because um, it is pretty um, awesome. John? Yeah, I think um, I totally agree with that. I've really enjoyed this chat tonight. I've I must admit, when I looked at the volume of stuff you've done, Ross, I was like, geez, oh. But you've explained about that and what you've done. I'm really, really interested to see what's to come. We are getting coached and the, the Lakeland thing, we now, well, sorry, we, we understand more about Lakeland now, I think, having been there and experienced that weekend, what's involved, and I've seen more of the videos. I've had a wee dabble in looking at the hundred stuff, because yeah. I heard some of the stories about it, and it is a fucking massive challenge. So it will be. I think that came from speaking with Neil McNichol actually. Stephen and I had a chat with Neil McNichol down in uh, yep. down there. Um, so I'm really interested to see what's going to be coming. But yeah, I've really enjoyed hearing about tonight. Everybody needs an Alice, is what I'm taking for this, right? Everybody needs yeah, an Alice. I usually end up taking my taking your limelight. She just yeah. gets in everywhere. Like. Uh, no, it's absolutely brilliant. But you know what? You've everybody needs somebody that's there supporting them. You've got you've got that in abundance. Yeah, I mean, in, in in all seriousness, like uh, I wouldn't be anywhere without her. You know, she's she's. I, I joke about her not getting out of bed for anything less than a fifty mile these days. But from from the very first uh, race of the five k, the ten k, and everything, she she was always there, and she's always there in, in the background checking in on me and, and pushing me when I'm having a diva drop and all that kind of stuff. So And bringing oh, you yeah. pizza. So, so credit to her. And bringing me pizza. She's, she's, I was there with a pizza at the end. That's awesome. That. You can't eat that. It's worth its weight in gold for that, that alone. That, that's a key. Yeah. So, listen, 
I'm not going to ask you to promise, but I sort of am because we're recording this. But hopefully you'll come back and speak with, with, with us again, a sort of wee progress update, maybe even pre and before Lakeland. You know what? We might even do a live end, didn't we? Because we're all going to be there, you know. So we can maybe record some and didn't we? I'll be there with my I'll be there with my cowbell. He's <laughs> oh, got sound effects. <laughs> but you know what? So let's wrap up. Ross, thank you very, very much. Um, it's been great speaking with you. And very best of luck for everything that's coming up. And we'll yeah, catch you again soon. Yeah. yeah, well, thanks very much for having me. Um, like I said, it's, it's been a pleasure. I've, I've, uh, I've really enjoyed uh, tonight. I really enjoy your, your podcast. It's just going to be unfortunate that I'm not going to have one to listen to this week because there's no way I'm listening to myself back. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Just do it. Just no way. Alice will have it on in the background, no doubt. But, uh, Okay. They are brilliant, Ross. Absolute pleasure meeting you, man. All right, thanks, Jess. I'll see you soon.